another sweep for the Dodgers. 11 straight wins. Austin Barnes was the offensive hero. Lance Lynn has looked like CC Sabathia circa 2008. Everything's going well for the Dodgers right now, other than the pesky little J.D. Martinez injury, which we'll talk about. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Swing for the fences on sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers, terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can search Locked On Dodgers wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube if you want to watch or listen. You can also subscribe in each of those places and be notified every time our episodes are ready for you, which is every weekday morning, Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening and watching, I'm Vince Samperio and joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder. And we're both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team have been in the press box, been in the locker room, been at Dodger Stadium a lot of times, been in a lot of different places watching the Dodgers, not just Dodger Stadium. So we're not quite insiders, but we're here to bring you what we believe is a, a fair and knowledgeable representation or knowledge of the Dodgers. And that's what we're here to do today. Once again, uh, right now, Jeff, the Dodgers are on a, what they call a hot streak, a roll, a winning streak. There's a lot of different ways to word it. 11 straight wins. They swept the Brewers last night, 1-0. Uh, I tweeted out that, you know, in, the, in basketball, there's a heat check where if you're on fire, you just throw up a prayer and uh, you, you seemingly think that you're good enough similar to NBA Jam back in the day. Last night's game was a little bit of a heat check because Austin Barnes provided the only run of offense uh, against a reliever that has been very, very good, especially against right-handed pitchers. Yeah, it's worth – I mean – I wouldn't say it was a lucky win for the Dodgers, but you know, the, this was a game that uh, when you face Corbin Burns and he's on like he was, you don't capitalize on your one opportunity in the first inning uh, and you let him get through seven shutout innings. You know what? You're probably not going to win that game very often. I wouldn't recommend that approach if they face the Brewers in the postseason, but the fact that Lance Lynn was able to match him inning for inning, shutout inning for shutout inning, and ultimately, that did give Austin Barnes the opportunity to be the offensive hero. Uh, this, you know, I wouldn't count on that either in the postseason. But you know what? We'll take it. A win is a win. And uh, the alternative was losing this game. And I'll take winning this game any day, uh, even if they didn't necessarily totally deserve to win. Hey, they deserved it a little bit more than the Brewers did because the Dodgers scored one run and the Brewers scored zero. Yeah. And, you know, I think – I think once in every game, Freddie Freeman caught a hot shot at first base that could have maybe changed the game. You know, there's little things like that, that happen, but hey, right now they're they're on the Dodgers side and the Dodgers are capitalizing on it. Uh, so it looks good. Like we mentioned, Austin Barnes hit the home run 1-0 game. He also had another hit, so had a multi-hit game. So look at Austin Barnes. I think the best part of this series was, yeah, the Dodgers winning. Time of games, 210, 210, 213. That is just some efficient uh, 
winning baseball right there that uh, nobody's going to complain. Well, there might be some people complaining, but not, not anybody on this podcast. Not anybody who has to record a podcast after the game's over. So yeah. maybe we're just those elite media whiners now, Vince. <laughs> That's fine with me. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Lance Lynn because he has, he was the talk. Uh, there was only one game. Well, Padres were in Diamondbacks were playing, but they were done already. There's only one game on. So there's only one game on, you know, a lot of the attention gets turned to that one game in the baseball world. That attention was turned to Lance Lynn, and Lance Lynn, rightfully so, deserved that attention. Now, since the Dodgers have acquired him, he's made four starts. He's 3-0 with a 1-4-4 ERA. He's pitched 25 innings in those four starts. He's gone through seven innings in two of those starts. He's not racking up the strikeouts. His strikeout rate is similar to where he was with the White Sox, uh, but everything else is better than when he was with the White Sox, including uh, ERA, walk rate, you know, everything else that you could possibly think of is better than LA. Yeah. And uh, he, he only had one rough inning in this game, the sixth inning, he got himself into a lot of trouble first and third, nobody out and uh, was very instrumental in getting himself out of trouble. Uh, fielded a comebacker. It, it was, it was so funny. I, on the replays, you can see very clearly uh, after, after Lynn catches the comebacker, he's just going to go to first base. He does a uh, obligatory, Glance over at third, just, you know, here here I am uh, fulfilling my obligation to hold the runner at third, and then I'll throw him out at first. And he had already turned to go to first, and he realized, oh, crap, he's actually running. Why is Tyrone Taylor running here? And, you know, and so Lynn made a good throw to Barnes. Barnes did a great job. Uh, you know, uh, Barnes still had a new alarm today. The Brewers stole three or four bases. Barnes never had a chance to throw anybody out stealing. But on that play, he did a great job of running Tyrone Taylor all the way back towards third and never making another throw after after Lynn threw the ball to him. He got Tyrone Taylor out himself, which meant that whoever was on first, uh, Christian Yelich, couldn't get from second to third on that play. Totally changed the complexion of that inning. When it's first and third, nobody out. You've just uh, resigned yourself to the Brewers are going to score a run here and you, you try to hold it to one. After that play, it was like, we're going to get out of this inning without allowing any runs. It was a huge play, huge momentum shift, and uh, and Lance Lynn buckled down after that. So he made the good defensive play and then buckled down and got the last two outs of the inning. Uh, just And then he came out for another inning. A lot of times you'd see a guy, after he struggles in an inning, say, okay, we'll, we'll call it at six innings. He's like, no, I'm going out for the seventh. you know. And, and he got a one, two, three inning, quick inning in the seventh. And then he's like, okay, now I can be done. Uh, didn't you know put up a fight to stay in till they had scored to get the win? He was like, he felt good about seven scoreless innings, and and I felt pretty good about seven scoreless innings too. Yeah, not bad. And when you look at Lance Lynn and you know kind of what's different from his time with the White Sox, well, one he has a good defense behind him. There was a lot of good defensive plays in this game, and other than that, he's throwing the fastball more uh, than he was in Chicago. Chicago this season, he had tapped out. His high was 56% fastballs um, in a game. Since joining the Dodgers, he's been at 68, 45, 51, and 54, or 51 again tonight. So nothing, he hasn't changed it too much, but he is throwing the curveball more. Before the season, or before he got to the Dodgers, he was throwing it around 8% of the time. Uh, he's up to around, well, he threw last night 14% of the time, and he's been up on that too. Um, so, yeah, he's been mixing it up a little bit differently, but he's also, like I said, better defense behind him. You know, a little bit of a rejuvenation, I would imagine, just playing on a winning team. He, I mean, he talked about it on, I think, foul territory 
uh, the other day with whoever was the host that day of the former players and basically said, like, you know, it feels like a rebirth that he, the Dodgers, you know, they, they, he's seen it before since his time with other teams, the urgency, the sense to win, you know, everything that, that goes about it, how they, you know, go about their day and how they go about their, their season. And uh, you can tell that, you know, obviously it helps that you have all that buy-in from your team. You have that buy-in from somebody new to the team who's just fit in seamlessly and pitch very well. And that changeup is nasty too. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see him throw that more often. He, uh, he threw it a couple times tonight. He's throwing it, you know, just a handful of times in each start, but uh, it's really good when he throws it and uh, it could definitely help him neutralize. They, they mentioned several times on the broadcast that he's been better against left-handed hitters since coming to the Dodgers. And the changeup has only been a small part of that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it become a bigger part uh, as he throws it more and gets more comfortable with it because it's, it's a pretty good changeup. Yeah, only seven swings and misses, and one of those was on a changeup, and he only threw the changeup four times. So that's a pretty good efficiency rate in that end. Yep. All right. Uh, the one little drawback for the Dodgers right now is the way this J.D. Martinez situation is going. J.D. Martinez is in the starting lineup originally when it was announced, and then he was scratched before the game with growing tightness. Um, we're going to talk about that situation and everything that comes with it and, you know, why they won't just put them on the injured list. So that's what's on taps. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. If you want the chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper, the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. If you think somebody can homer or get a hit against you know, the picture of that night. Well, the sleep app can help you out with there because they can get you hundred time payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. If you had bet on Mookie bets the last five games to have 1.5 hits or more, you would have won every single time because Mookie's had five straight multi-hit games. So, you know, with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman on the Dodgers, those are two guys to put some bets on down for hits or home runs or anything else that you want to look into. So go check out the Sleeper app right now. And right now, they also have dynamic payouts. What's a dynamic payout? Well, each player projection has a multiplier attached to it as opposed to preset multipliers based on the number of legs in the contest. So, you know, if you would have picked Austin Barnes to hit home run, I'm pretty sure that multiplier would have been pretty high. So go check out the Sleeper app right now, and you can get higher payouts than other apps with less picks. And remember, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. So that's a hundred dollar match on your first deposit and up to a hundred dollar hundred times payout if you hit big. So promo sleeper promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out sleeper today. Want to thank you for making locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to become an everydayer by listening every day. All you got to do is Head to YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and listen or watch. And boom, you're part of everydayers if you do that a lot of the time, most of your time. You know, over I'd say over 80% of the time you can be considered an everydayer. We'll give you that. Also, if you can't watch the Dodger game but you want to listen, the home broadcast is available on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is get on there and search Dodgers, and you can listen to the home broadcast for any game. All right, Jeff. So like I said, J.D. Martinez was originally in the starting lineup, was scratched – and I remember when I saw the lineup, I'm like, oh, J.D.'s playing. And then, you know, about an hour or so later, I was like, oh, J.D.'s not playing. Uh, he had growing tightness. Dave Roberts didn't get to speak about it till after the game. After the game, 
he said that you know it tightened up on him that it's a day-to-day situation you know similar to what we heard before and you know i don't i, I didn't see anyone if anyone followed up with you know they've asked dave roberts a lot the last few days about you know how he's going to manage a little bit differently with the leading division and everything else and you know we've seen it a little bit trying to you know resting maybe not resting but pulling guys out maybe a little bit earlier than they would have if it was a closer race or they needed to save some bullpen arms blah blah blah, blah. but with jd martinez they've i guess they've gone the other way where because they have the big lead maybe they want to just say hey you know we can be down a guy a couple four or five games in a row uh, but I don't know. Either way, this whole situation has been weird the whole time. And now uh, it looks at once again to be that way. And well, I guess we'll find out more tomorrow or today, later today, what the plan is, how he's feeling. But it just feels like put him on the I.O. for a couple of weeks and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, our buddy Pat, Dwy- Pat Dwyer sent me a message last week, um, earlier this week, I guess it was earlier this week, uh, talking about J.D. And he said, based on the things he's heard about where the pain is and, and kind of the descriptions, everything that he's heard points to a uh, hip impingement. Um, and, and according to, to Pat, uh, he said that might explain why they don't put him on the IL. Uh, the shot was either going to work after a few days or it wasn't. If it is what I think it was, rest was not going to help aside from the time it took to recover from a somewhat invasive shot. And so it might just be a case of, you know, if they've decided resting wouldn't help anything, he would just, he'd still be the same day to day as soon as he came back. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like maybe it is better to keep him on the roster so he can keep getting at bats when he is feeling well enough so that he's not going into October. Like that, that would make sense if that is the case. Um, but yeah, for, for us, you know, non-doctors, non-professional athletes, it's like, let the dude rest and, and, you know, bring him back at the beginning of September. So he has a, a, a full month of playing to be, get his timing down and everything for October. But, you know, let's, let's let Michael Bush have a shot here for a little while. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the right answer is. Obviously the Dodgers have won pretty much every game. I have lost one game during this time that JD has been dealing with this lately. And so it's not the end of the world, what they're doing. Uh, other than if you're, you know, a Michael Bush fan and want to see what Bush could be doing in the big leagues instead of tearing up Triple A, um, and, and you know, there's definitely validity to that standpoint. Uh, but yeah, if rest isn't actually going to make anything better, um, then yeah, no point to put him on the IL ex- unless you need, unless it's hurting the roster. And right now, it's not really hurting the roster. Yeah, if it is a hip impingement, then either Dodgers aren't telling us that. Or they need to get our buddy Pat on the training staff because they, they, every every time every time we hear from JD or, or Robert, it's we don't know what the issue is. Yeah, and, and you know if there's one thing we've learned over the years is that Dave Roberts is only going to tell us as much as he absolutely has to regarding injuries, and so uh, there may be strategic reasons. Uh, one thing I like more about baseball than other sports is that you are allowed to lie about you know, injury issues. I know. Uh, and maybe that'll change as now that sports betting is, is more pervasive in baseball. Cause I know that was uh, at least part of the issue in, in some other sports. I, I don't know, maybe, um, but yeah, it's always been more of a, a thing in other sports where you have to be honest on your injury reports and stuff. And uh, 
you know, with sports betting, maybe that will be become a thing and they actually will have to give actual diagnoses. Uh, but yeah, I assume if it is a hip, a hip impingement, I assume the Dodgers know that and they're just not telling us. And, and I'm fine with that personally. I don't, I don't need to know all of JD's business. Um, but I, and I could definitely see if it is a hip impingement, I could see that causing a lot of uproar that he's not on the IL just because like, if something's serious enough that there's an actual diagnosis, I think the common baseball fans opinion is going to be it's serious enough to be on the IL. And so maybe, you know, by calling in day to day constantly, even when they know he's going to be out for the next week, calling it day to day kind of reduces some of that uproar. You know, there's always hope. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he'll wake up feeling fine this morning. Even if the Dodgers don't actually believe he might wake up feeling fine this morning. Yeah. All right. Now they're at a point where there's uproar either way. And not that that matters to them anyway. Like they're not reading. They might be reading our tweets, but they're not putting any stock into them yeah. uh, of what it is. But I mean, so let's just say, you know, if whatever the case is, they do put him on the AL and Michael Bush does come up. Do you see it as if, if that's what happens, Michael Bush is up to get at bats or do you see it as they'll shift everyone else around and Michael Bush might play sometimes against right-handed pitchers? Yeah, it's and, and I'm sure that's part of their thinking of let's not let's not bring him for AAA where he can play every day because yeah I mean they they've kind of moved shifted back into that 2017 mentality of we kind of have a platoon lineup now we've got two different lineups depending on whether it's a righty or a lefty we're facing and uh, you know maybe if they look at a stretch of games like that's part of why Michael Bush didn't make sense last time the Dodgers were going through this with JD because they were about to face a bunch of lefties. And so it would have been Miguel Vargas or nobody. And they went with nobody. Uh, you know, I haven't looked ahead. I don't have any idea. I know Sandy Alcantara is pitching today for the Marlins. I know Braxton Garrett is pitching a game. I think he's left-handed, but he might just be another one of those guys who has a left-handed name uh, and like Adrian Hauser does, but Adrian Hauser turned out to be right-handed. Um, oh, they're facing the young kid Saturday, Yuri. He's righty. Okay. Braxton is a lefty. Okay. So they're facing two two righties this weekend, you know, so maybe that's worth it because, uh, you know, but JD, if he goes on the IL now, it's 10 days. And so I don't know if they're going to look out that far and decide, okay, it's worth it. If we, if they, I think if they knew they could get eight starts for Bush in those 10 days, maybe they do it. But, uh, you know, if not, and, and, I don't know. At, at this point in Bush's development, though, like, is there anything else for him to get really value out of AAA right now? Like he's been in AAA. He's already in one of the older prospects. Like, you know, does playing two more weeks against pitchers that, you know, might not ever see the majors. Does, I don't know. Like to me, I, I think he's beyond the point where like, I don't really care if he needs day to day because he's already past that point. Yeah. I, I think for trade value, it might, you know, going into the off season, if they're thinking about trading him this off season, um, having him the last thing we saw is him just tearing up triple a is different than the last thing we saw is him struggling in the big leagues you know his trade value might be higher as a as a triple a stud than if he did happen to struggle now obviously the the flip side of that is if he came up and he hit well in the majors then that even boosts his trade value higher uh but you know that that's the stuff they have to think about yeah we'll have to see in a couple of weeks when they do get that extra roster spot like does it go somebody like Vargas or Bush who's been up, maybe didn't hit, but, you know, they were already that pro hyped a prospect? 
do they give it to like Yanni Hernandez and you know for the versatility and not necessarily care that he's not going to play that often? So we'll see. Yanni Hernandez is not the the answer to any question I want to hear. <laughs> he he was on the team that went for like two weeks and he only played like two times and before someone got hurt. Like I forgot he was on the roster, so he's he's yeah. good at uh, being that guy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, next part. Mookie Betts has been on an absolute tear. Mookie Betts has entered the MVP chat. The MVP chat was Ronald Acuna only for a while. Then it was Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman. Now there's Mookie Betts and, and you know, Olsen from the Braves. So there's a, a conversation to be had for sure. So that's what we're going to get into. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. If we're not your first listen of the day, make sure to you know do that. We're here every weekday morning for you, Monday through Friday, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And remember, there's a group called Every Day. Or you can be part of that group. All you got to do is listen every day. Sirius XM or the SXM app has you covered. If you can't watch the game but you want to listen, the home broadcast is available on Sirius XM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers. All right, Jeff. So as we've talked about a couple of times this episode, Mookie Betts, five straight games with at least two hits. Mookie Betts is approaching the 300 batting average. You know, batting average, we know what it means and not as meaningful as it was before, but still Mookie Betts approaching that 300 average with all the power that he's, you know, added so far and, and probably going to break his his personal best of home runs of this season along with playing multiple positions for a team that is now surging and has been in first and been in first place for a little while now. Mookie Betts is uh serious. How serious is consideration for MVP right now? Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's pretty serious because, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Like back in the day, uh, it, MVP was almost entirely an offensive award. The best hitter got the MVP, uh, except when it went to a pitcher. If a pitcher had such a standout season, but you never got an MVP for being a good hitter and a great defender. Uh, and, you know, Mookie Betts, his one MVP in his career came when he was you know, a great, great, great hitter. Uh, and his defense really didn't play into it. Uh, but these days, I do think maybe it's just because of wins above replacement that does factor in defense. And uh, sorry to that one guy on our YouTube comments. I'm going to talk about war because whether you like it or not, it is valid. Um, it is, uh, I think people get more credit for defense because if you look at the guy and wow, his war, he's got a much higher war, even though he wasn't as good offensively, let's dig into that a little bit. Um, and, and so I do think those fields have leveled a little bit, which would give the edge to guys like Acuna and Betts, uh, who play slightly tougher defensive positions, you know, um, right field isn't much tougher than first base, but it is a little bit more value valuable uh, on a defensive spectrum. And the fact that Mookie, uh, of the four guys in the running, Acuna, Freeman, uh, Olsen, and, and Mookie, Mookie is the only one who ever plays a valuable position. Uh, shortstop is, you know, the second most valuable position on the field besides catcher. Second base is pretty valuable too. So playing the middle infield gives Mookie an advantage, which he'd need to really be in the conversation because he does have the lowest OPS of those four. Right now at this moment, Matt Olson is right at 1,000 OPS. Freddie Freeman's at 996. Ronald Acuna's at 995. And Mookie Betts is at 973. And so if we're kind of giving, looking for something on each of, one, each of those guys, uh, 
Mookie plays the toughest positions. Uh, Olsen has the most homers. Acuna has all the stolen bases. And then Freddie is just lights out Freddie consistent, you know, doing everything. And so it might come down to something as crazy as which individual votes happen to get picked this year. Because I think on any given year, I think you could do a ton of research, statistical, advanced, intelligent research, and come to the conclusion that you're voting for any one of these four guys. And, uh, you know, there it's two guys on each team, so you don't got to worry about splitting the vote like you do sometimes when it's, if it was just Acuna and Freddie and Mookie, that gives the benefit to Acuna because Freddie and Mookie are going to split the vote. Well, two Braves, two Dodgers. They have the two best records in baseball. You know, everything about this, it's very, very even. And I really do think you can make a case for any of them. And that includes Mookie Betts. I think Mookie Betts is right there. Every bit as valid a selection as those other three guys at this point. Yeah. And, you know, the word value, probably not used as intensely in this sense. But, like, Mookie brought value to the, the Dodgers. Didn't have middle infielders that could hit. And or middle infielder in general when there was injuries. So he can't like and the you know, they didn't have to try and trade for somebody up there because they had the confidence. And so, like, in the sense of that value, he's been probably the most valuable in, in that sense of the Dodgers needed him to do what he did in order in, in sense of moving spots. But I mean Mookie for a while, you know, he was just not quite in that tier, but with this last month or so, he's really put himself up there. We'll go through like runs scored. Mookie Betts is third in the National League now in hits. He's sixth in the National League in doubles. He's fourth in the National League home runs. He's third in the National League RBI. He's seventh, a little bit lower there, but you know, out of the leadoff spot in average, he's sixth in the in the National League in on base percentage. He's fifth in the National League slugging percentage. He's third in the National League. Like. He's put himself up there with those other guys and, and like I said, entered the chat for it. And, you know, Olsen has as well. He's been hot lately. And, you know, he's got the, like you said, everyone has something different. Mookie brings the overall, you know, defensive value along with he's hitting very well right now. And then Olsen has the home runs and RBIs. You know, Freddie is Freddie and, and Acuna is Acuna at this point. Um, but Acuna has been dropping. I mean, Mookie's. Mookie's way closer to Acuna than he was a month ago in terms of OPS and everything else. So, you know, there's still a lot of time for this race, but Mookie's definitely in the thick of it, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And a lot of it's going to come down to these last six or seven weeks of the season and how well does each guy play? Because uh, it, it could end up being a runaway for any one of these four guys if one of them really, really steps up. Uh, and it'll be fun to see which one it is. Yeah, the Dodgers are now 10 and a half up in the division. So there might not be much to watch left, you know, much left to watch in the division. They are, you know, if they want to, they're, they can go try and catch the Braves for best record in the National League and overall for home field advantage, which, you know, wouldn't mind seeing that. Obviously, you, you know, want to see more games at Dodger Stadium. And now we can watch Mookie and Freddie in this MVP race and, and you know, they're already doing damage at the top of the order. You know, there's been a lot of articles about them at the top of the order, one, two, best duo, and all that kind of stuff. So it's been fun to watch. Um, and, you know, we get to watch it night in and night out. So there's really no complaints from on our end. Yep, absolutely. All right. The Dodgers will take on the Marlins this weekend. Facing, uh, they faced the 2022 or 2021 Cy Young last last night in Burns are facing the 2022 Cy Young tonight in Alcantara, who they've had success against before. 
He's also gotten them one time before. So, you know, it'll be a, a good matchup for sure. They got the young sensation for the Marlins, Yuri Perez Saturday. They got Braxton Garrett Sunday. So, you know, the Dodgers have a better team than the Marlins, but the Marlins have been playing better as of late. There's a lot. There's going to be a fun series, another fun series. The Dodgers have a bunch of these fun series against teams that are fighting for playoff spots. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You got anything else to add, Jeff? Two quick things. First of all, shout out to my buddy Thomas at Champagne Guapi. Uh, my bobblehead collection behind me has not grown much this year because I don't have season tickets anymore. And uh, Thomas got me the Fernando bobblehead last weekend. And so uh, I promised him a shout out on the podcast. And uh, on the big board at Dodger Stadium tonight, they showed Jason Alexander, called him George Costanza. Uh, but for those of us who were bigger fans of the show Wings than the show Seinfeld, uh, sitting right next to uh, Jason Alexander, was Steven Weber from Wings. That picture on the, if you're watching on YouTube, that is my brother with Steven Weber tonight at the game. And uh, I think Steven Weber being at the game is a bigger deal than Jason Alexander. So Locked On Dodgers is mentioning Steven Weber. There you go, you and uh, there might be a small contingent of people on this that listen. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day. Remember, you can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Locked On Dodgers. Become a part of the everydayers by listening every day. We're in the thick of it. There's, you know, less than two months left in the season. Now's the time to start getting ready. Prepare yourself for October. What better, better way to do that than to listen to Lockdown Dodgers every morning? You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent91. You can DM Jeff or I personally the best way to get a hold of us if you want to do it that way. Other ways to get a hold of us, email LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or voicemail or text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us when you get in your car. If you're at home, text my advice by podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.